Today's show is sponsored by Talkspace, the online therapy company. For a fraction of the price of traditional therapy, you can pick an experienced, licensed therapist you relate to and feel comfortable with. Each and every therapist has at least a master's degree and has completed over 3,000 hours of supervised work. To match with your perfect therapist, go to Talkspace.com forward slash boom. And to show your support for this podcast, use code boom to get $30 off your first month. That's boom. Talkspace.com slash boom. B-O-O-M. You are locked on, locked on, locked on Hornets. Your daily Charlotte Hornets podcast. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network. Your team every day. Welcome into Locked On Hornets, Charlotte Hornets news and analysis in your podcast feed every day whenever you need it. Today's episode is brought to you by our friends at SeedGeek. Download the SeedGeek app and use our promo code LOHORNETS to get $20 off your first purchase. I'm Doug Branson, joined by my friend, the man, the myth, the legend, the guy who is right beside me physically in the flesh, David Walker. This is amazing. Again, back in the same studio, Doug. It's good. This is when the, the summertime is when we have some time to relax and you can get into the studio. This is it's fun. And you're back from the beach. You've got a nice uh, tan going on. Man, let me tell you something. When's the last time you had Wendy's? It's uh, been a while. Right? It's been a while. I mm-hmm. stopped on the way uh, on the way in or on the way out on the road. It's when I get my fast food fix. <sighs> Not that great. Really? I was disappointed. Now, I, had, I will say the last time I had it, I was pleasantly surprised. Now, it could have been uh, the town I was in. Uh-huh. Uh, no shots. So I won't name any names, but just a little disappointed. Did you get a Frosty? No, no. I got a spicy well, chicken sandwich and a cheeseburger. Now, you know that Wendy's Chicken Nuggets are a favorite of our friend Justin Thomas from ESPN Charlotte. <laughs> Wendy's Chicken Nuggets. Loves loves the nugs. Oh, man. Uh, all right. We are part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Head over to iTunes, search Locked On, and find podcasts on the NBA, the NFL, golf, fantasy sports. It's the fastest-growing podcast network in the world. Uh, we are continuing our player recaps for this season with – one that I'm really excited about, David, Jeremy Lamb. Mm, you're excited about that one. I am because I think he's one of the more interesting stories, uh, multi-year stories uh, for the Charlotte Hornets. Yep. Because uh, he comes to the team via trade. They, in a surprise move, I think, they extended him shortly after acquiring him so without we should, really... We should talk about that. Yeah. I so, think that's one of the big things, right? I mean, looking back on that, Thumbs up, thumbs down. I mean, you don't hear about that decision uh, when you're talking about like Cho decisions, right? But I mean, what is he on the books for seven million for the next two years, right? I think thumbs sideways. It's, <laughs> I just you know, it's funny. I do the um, I do sort of the Roman Emperor thing. Thumbs right. up, thumbs down at previews when I go to movies. I was just uh, I watched oh, Guardians. Yeah. <laughs> I watched Guardians <laughs> last night, and I got, it's, it's just my little tradition. Like I decide if I'm going to go see that movie. Thumbs up, yep. or if I think the movie's hot garbage, thumbs down. Mm-hmm. So you saw Guardians? I did. So Guardians was a big thumbs, thumbs up. up. Okay. What were the previews there, real quick? Oh gosh, do you remember? Yeah, I never remember. There was the, the war movie that I want to see from Dunkirk. Christopher Nolan. Dunkirk. That's a big thumbs, thumbs up. up. Yeah, I'm trying to think of one that was was thumbs down. I'm not, you know, even though I was at a Guardians movie, I'm not a big Marvel. Maybe the, like the new Spider Man movie. I'm not really eh. okay. Spider Man Home. Okay. I'm just. I think I'm done with Spider-Man movies. So you're sticking your thumb all the way up in the air so everyone in the theater behind you can see yeah. that there's some person judging for them. Yes. <laughs> it's my, yeah, exactly. It's my way of reviewing movies. Okay. Uh, it's my, listen, it's my platform. It's a free country. I don't, I don't, I'm not on my cell phone. I'm not talking <laughs> during the movie. All right. 
Okay, right. let's okay, talk so about Jeremy, Jeremy Lamb. Lamb. <laughs> uh, but, sideways. But I think it's thumb sideways because uh, certainly he has not supplanted really anyone in the rotation. He struggled in that first season, did not, kind of got in Clifford's doghouse nor, near the end of that first year. Uh, this season, his focus was on taking care of his body, mm-hmm. getting sleep, basically preparing himself. Being a pro. For an 82-game season, exactly, right. even though it is year four. He was, um, you know, he spent a lot of his first couple of years uh, buried in in rotations. Right. So, that, you know, people were giving him a little bit of the benefit of the doubt. And I think he did do a good job this season of maintaining a certain level of performance that allowed him to play minutes deep into the season. Uh, but he still has some struggles in his game. Yeah. You may know this because you do your research, but off the top of your head, <laughs> what would you say his three point percentage was this year? Not very good. Twenty eight percent. Yeah, I know. I knew it was under thirty. And he takes. And the thing you have to understand too is he takes a lot of them. It's a significant portion of his shot taking is from beyond the three point that, line. That's, that's by far a career low, and I think that's concerning. Obviously, because we thought he had a chance to cement his role as at least the impact player off the bench. And you knew that was going to have to be on the offensive end because he had has his struggles. He has had his struggles on defense. It's just frustrating to see Lamb uh, because he's he appears to have all the physical tools. He's a nice, lanky player. He's got the length. You know, he's got some bounce. Um, you see the potential there, but there's still these lapses in judgment. I mean, I think he is getting there, but it's like, okay, it's five years in. Um, to hear what he said at the beginning of last season where now I'm going to start being a pro, taking care of my body, learning how to make it through a season. Again, it goes back to me. It's a bit concerning because he's in OKC with Russell Westbrook and Kevin Durant, and none of the lessons were picked up there. I mean, right. it takes everyone different times to you know get to their place in the league and in the profession. But, man, uh, I just don't think you saw the strides this year that we were hoping to see, clearly, because – you know, the bench was what it was, and it was inconsistent. He was part of that. So I think he does possess some physical tools, like that wingspan you mentioned. It allows him to grab a rebounds. He had that career-best 17 rebounds against yep. uh, the Knicks back on uh, November 26th. But there's one physical tool that he's still working on and that he mentioned uh, in his uh, sort of postseason uh, presser. Let's take a listen to that. Just trying to get it to where I'm eating um... – you know, healthy every day, you know, like this year I ate healthy and then sometimes I wouldn't, then I would eat healthy uh, for a while and sometimes I'll slip up. So just having a routine and, a, um, a, um, you know, a schedule so that I can um, eat so I can keep my weight up, but also eat healthy so I can um, uh, play the best I can play. All right. So maybe too much Wendy's is what he's saying. Or maybe, but it's, he said to keep his weight up. Oh, he's trying. He's got to eat. Yeah, he's a slight guy. And, and that's the thing is, it's interesting. He really needs to focus on what is it because we saw MKG that was sort of after, do the that opposite was after he, the season. Yeah, so this is a couple weeks ago. Well, so it was funny. Sam Purley, <laughs> our, our good friend who works for Hornets.com, asked him, you know, okay, now that you've got yourself right, you know, that that was a focus last off season. What are you going to be looking to improve this off season? It wasn't the jump shot. It wasn't a defensive stance. <laughs> I'm so I confused though. So it was his. He's, he was still not eating well during the season. It sounds like I guess there's room to improve. But the key, David, this is it's interesting. But the key is he's got to get stronger. That's the one physical tool that I think he doesn't have. And and I feel like Clifford has mentioned this w- with him before that 
you know, he's had to drive it to the basket a little bit more because his his shot has not been falling, and he can't really finish through contact. He's got to use his athleticism to sort of avoid that contact, and it's it's caused his numbers to dip at the rim as well. So he's got he's got to get stronger not only to endure con- contact game to game, but to make sure that his body is in you know in, in shape to go go through an eighty two game season. And uh, I thought I think it's also going to help his rebounding. It'll help his defense as well because. Time. I mean, we'll go through the defensive numbers here in a second, but time after time, players were able to drive by him, not just because he was not aware of what was going on, but because they were just physically bigger than him. All right, someone. He's not big uh, enough to be a wing. A I wing? don't. In terms of, in terms of, I just don't think he's big enough. He looks like sort of a a rookie still coming mm. out of school, oh. going. He doesn't have the NBA body. The girth. The you girth. Mean. Okay. Well, yeah, the yeah, beef. yeah, yeah, yeah. Where's the beef? And that's five years in, right? So, a okay. First of all, get a chef. We need to get him a chef of someone, at least someone to tell him what to eat, right? I mean, the Hornets, don't they have somebody that can go out there and say, hey, here's your diet plan. Here's your dietary restrictions. I don't know. I really – I mean, you you hear the story of MKG giving up meat completely to slim down and help his body. I think a lot of this is on the players. There's a lot of personal responsibility. Yeah, for, for sure. But the resources are there is what I'm saying, right? Yeah. Like someone's hearing these. The, we know the peanut butter and jelly sandwiches are there, we assume. Um, but yeah, you got to get right. You gotta get what right. you're saying is sometimes you need help. You need help. Uh, look, the resources some, are out there. That's true. The resources are out there. Sometimes you need help buying tickets online all the time because it's a confusing process. And it's been that way for a long time. It's always been hard to find the best deal for that game or show you want to go to. And the problem is none of those older ticket sites want to do anything about it. But SeatGeek is different They've come along and created an amazing app and website that makes it easier than ever for fans to buy and sell tickets. David, it's the first place that I look to find tickets because, let's face it, folks, I'm lazy and I don't like searching through a bunch of ticket sites, wasting my time. That's why I go with SeatGeek because they do all the price comparison for you by searching multiple ticket sites and ensuring that you get the best possible deal SeatGeek does all the work, and you save time and money. Here's the best part. Our listeners get a $20 rebate off their first purchase. To get your $20 rebate on tickets, download the SeatGeek app, go to the Settings tab, and click Add a Promo Code. Enter promo code LOHORNETS. That's L-O-HORNETS. SeatGeek will send you $20 after you've made your first ticket purchase. Download the SeatGeek app and enter promo code LOHORNETS today. Okay, back to Jeremy Lamb. I want to dig in to his offensive game a little bit more. He had his best offensive game of the season and of his career, as a matter of fact. It, um, but it was also a game that showed off his greatest weaknesses defensively. Um, it was March 13th against the Bulls. Lamb gets the start for an injured Nick Batum. He scores 26 points on 10 of 17 shooting, and he was showing off a lot of that versatility that he's acquired as a scorer doesn't necessarily have to he can find his own offense he's one of the rare players on the bench this season that could find his own offense and a lot of it was uh, pulling up in mid-range where he improved a little bit on this season Uh, a lot of it was getting to the basket and finding those backdoor cuts uh, even though you know no spent didn't have Spencer Halls for the entire season that was Mm -hmm. his sort of backdoor cut buddy Um, but he's he's been able to find those seams those creases to get into the to the paint and score um, but he could not contain Dwayne Wade in that game at all. He bit badly on two fakes during pivotal points in the game. One of those got yeah. called out by Clifford post game, and then he doesn't contain Rondo on a drive late in the game. 
Uh, Clifford, after that game, had this to say about Lamb's career night. Offensively, he did a good job. He played a good offensive game. Yep. <laughs> yep. That's- Question. Next. Next. Next question. So, I mean, I'm not going to kill him for getting beat on a fake from Dwayne Wade. But two in a pivotal game. I'll I'll beat him up for that. Okay. Well, I mean, that's just Dwayne Wade's bread and butter, right? I mean, he's going to get guys to go for It was fakes. bad, And though. he knew. This wasn't, oh, yeah. I bit and then he drove by me. No, he bit and, like, fell over on top of Dwayne <laughs> Wade. It was like I America's got, Funniest Home it. Videos type of, of biting. Uh, yeah. Well, I mean, that's – what's that? Knowing your – well, okay, so now I will kill him for it. What do you think Dwayne Wade's going to do at this point in his career? How long have we watched Dwayne Wade do that to guys, right? So, like, you you have to know on some level that's coming. No, I totally agree. It's an awareness issue. It's a decision-making issue. And I think he, along with eating well next in the offseason, I think he's got to— A little study. I think he's got to focus in on that because he doesn't score consistently enough. You know, he wasn't scoring 15 to 20 a night, you know, off the bench or, or really even like eight to 15 a night. So, you know, his scoring is, is somewhat inconsistent. If he was, and I'm going to bring this up with Spencer Hawes too. If he shot the ball better from three point from the three point arc, then we wouldn't be killing his defense so much. Well, yeah. And so what's interesting, we went back, at the beginning of the season, right? And we were like, well, unless he's scoring 25 points a game, then it doesn't matter because his defense is going to be good enough for him to play, which didn't turn out to be true because Clifford had to play, you know, uh, Bellinelli, Lamb. I mean, he had to play his guys, right, who could get some shots off and who could score and then hopefully, you know, make do on on defense. But Lamb is shockingly bad, especially from three. I mean, that, that, that number shocked me. I don't remember the shooting being that bad. I mean, career low, that's Lance Stevenson territory. I mean, that's that's really horrible. Yeah, and I was surprised, though, with this offensive number. They ran him in uh, pick-and-roll ball handler plays a lot more this season than last. I think they asked a lot more from him offensively in terms of creating offense, whether it be drawing attention or, you know, his one, – one of the big things I, I hope that improves for him is his quick decision-making because it's not there. You know, mm-hmm. often he, he holds onto the ball too long – lets the defense get settled the ball sort of stops with him not not in the sense of he's looking for an opportunity to score it's just he doesn't know what decision to make and he he hesitates just a little too long um but last season they ran him in pick and roll ball handler plays 24.3 percent of the time this season 40 percent of the time so they obviously saw something last season that they liked and he had a 0.948 points per possession on those plays that's good for 82nd percentile so when he was the ball handler in the pick and roll, he did play very well. So that's a sign of hope that, you know, they can get him more involved again, but he has to improve other areas yep. for that to be sustainable. He's got to improve on his professionalism, right? And not to say that he's not a professional, but look, if you're still eating the wrong stuff and you know this, you know, um, he doesn't need to improve on his honesty. He was very, he's that was very a, blunt. He'll tell honest. you. Um, so let me ask you this, Doug, two things. One, the salary is still like seven mil for this coming year, and then the year after, you're not. That's not killing you. I mean, it's not hampering you, right? For seven million for Jeremy Lamb. No, it's point. very. It's a very movable contract. Well, that was my next question. So, do you feel like this is somebody they can add to, um, or you know, build around the core? I mean, is he a guy that I think he's not untouchable? I mean, certainly. Well, certainly not untouchable, but the question is, could you sell you, you know another team on that that value, or would you have to package him with a pick, something like that? 
um, to, to make something like that work to free. I mean, up are money. you seeing the improvements fast enough though to say, Hey, we want to have this guy around no, you would still past be, the next year to, to, to be a bench guy, to be a, to be a scorer, to be, you know, someone off the bench that we can use to help this core, you know, get further in the playoffs. We know that next season, the pressure is going to be on oh. to improve mm-hmm. and they won't have the type of margin for error that, uh, that would allow a guy like Jeremy Lamb to continue to develop. Yep. So it's it is going to be interesting. Also, he missed 19 games this season. That's what I was. That's ten, my next point. Ten in right Nove- out of the gate. Yeah, ten in November with a left uh, hamstring strain, and nine in January with a foot injury. And the Hornets were nine and ten in those games. It really kind of thinned them out on the wing a little bit uh, because he was able to play, able to play sh- shooting guard and small forward, but they were at a disadvantage when he was at the small forward position, precisely because of the, the again that uh, limitation in terms of his. Uh, defensive abilities and ability to contain guys that are bigger than him. Well, my hope for him this offseason is that much like Nick Batum, he's in the gym here, you know, working with Kimbo. Apparently he will be. Marvin That's Williams. the word is that yeah. Jeremy Lamb will be in Charlotte uh, continuing to work on his game. You know, I've, I, I don't think I, I've ever questioned his uh, commitment. I, I think I'm, I can see your point with the speed at which some of these improvements are yeah. coming and, and it is frustrating to hear certain things. I think we were frustrated in the off season when he mentioned something about um, not wanting to practice or something. I, I can't remember the exact uh, the exact quote that we had. From uh, it was it. yeah something to the effect of "Oh gosh, we got to go out here and practice." Or right, some, and, and we made the point that like you're you've played with Russell Westbrook, who is obsessive about getting better, yeah. and Kevin Durant, who's obsessive about getting better. So. It wasn't an encouraging quote, but I'm with you. Like, I don't, we don't, I don't question his commitment. And maybe it's just the fashion with which he's gone about it to this point. It sounds like he's trying, like, like you said, he's very honest. He's pointing out the things that are clear that he knows he needs to improve on. It's just following through on that and consistency across the board. But that's good news. If he's going to be in Charlotte in the offseason, you know, he's got good examples. I mean, is there anyone better? In the NBA, as far as putting in the work than Kimball Walker, I mean, and seeing the results, right? So, I mean, all you have to do is just is just tail these guys, right, and just follow Kimball around. Be in the in the in the film study with Marvin. Like they've got the examples there. The resources are there, Doug. So uh, after this, I mean, I, I just don't think you can have any excuses for not maybe taking another step forward. All right, Jeremy Lamb will be in Charlotte this off season. We will be in Charlotte all off season, continuing to cover. Uh, the Charlotte Hornets and their draft prospects coming up all next week. We're going to be digging in to some of these uh, about the top 20 picks. And, and and basically we'll be talking to people who know all about those players, but then we'll be giving our take on their fit within the Charlotte Hornets roster. Thanks so much for listening to this edition of Locked On Hornets here on the Locked On Podcast Network. Follow us on Twitter at Locked On Hornets. Subscribe and rate us on iTunes. Shoot us your Hornets questions and thoughts to buzz buzz at LockedOnHornets.com. We're back again tomorrow. For David, I'm Doug. Go Hornets. Go America. Let's swarm Charlotte. Like what you hear? Consider sharing this podcast with other Charlotte Hornets fans. The easiest way? Our new website, LockedOnHornets.com. There you can download the podcast, listen to our latest episodes, and check out Locked on Hornets live on Tuesdays at 6 p.m.